Hey listeners, today's podcast contains talk of arson, murder, and home invasion. If that isn't your thing, we totally understand and hope you tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Love your spooky girl, scary girl, and skeptical guy. Hey everyone! I'm Emily. I'm Libby. And I'm Ken. And I'm special guest star Kelly. You're still here? (laughs) (laughs) I am! But you know, this is... Spooky... Scary. Skeptical. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Am I fine? It was a <laughs> I'm throwing off the whole vibe. No, it was, it was a great setup. Yeah, perfect life. Oh, you did great. It's 150% me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We are going to introduce uh, our dear friend Kelly. She is our guest star today. Thanks for having me. Yes, our patrons have already met her for a surprise episode that we dropped. So go join our Patreon. Yep, yep. So, yes, it's very exciting. And happy 4th of July, everyone. This is so exciting. Yes. Yay. And most importantly, what's happening this week? Taylor Swift! Taylor Swift! Taylor Swift! Swifties! Yay! I'm pretty sure she's happening every day. She's a human being. (laughs) Love that attitude, though, Ken. She absolutely is happening every day. (laughs) (laughs) She is not only dropping Speak Now this week, Taylor's version. We are also going to be seeing her on the night that she drops Speak Now. Yay! So excited. Yay! Okay, well, we have some fun announcements before we get started on talking and stuff. I gotta get the announcements out of the way. Is that okay? Go for it! Okay. I wasn't aware I had a say in any of these (laughs) (laughs) The announcements that we're gonna do. Firstly, we have more tears on the way, which means more content for us. Tears? That's not that sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. More levels on our Patreon, more tears on our Patreon. So, more tears means more content, which is super exciting. Yay! So, keep an eye out for that. And if you're already a patron, get ready for some new updates. And if you're not, get ready to see it because it's going to be exciting. (laughs) Yes. And also, we're announcing the patrons already know this, but you all do not. We are going to be accepting listener stories for a very special episode. (laughs) Emily's like the. The patrons know. I don't know. How do they know? Listen, you told me that a few days ago. I don't remember. But that's great. So then. So the patrons know, but you all do not. So we're going to be accepting listener stories. So you can email us at SpookyScarySkepticalPodcast at gmail.com and send us your spooky, scary, or skeptical stories. And as the subject line, we just ask that you include who you want to have read it. So just say Team Spooky, Team Scary, Team Skeptical. And that's a teaser for some of the new levels that are going to be in our tiers on Patreon. So, Yay! yes, send it to us. Our patrons already know about all this, but we are going to have a special Listener Tales episode to m- commemorate our three months as a podcast. Hey, so, congrats. Thank you very much. Three months, wow. I know. Can you believe it? No. You've been talking to me, it feels like, for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, how's everyone doing? My announcements are out of the way, so now we can move on to Pretty good. Things. Watched a scary movie. That was awful. But, uh, you know, that's it. Great. I'm uh, falling apart. Yes, you are. Aww. My shoulder may or may not be in its socket right now. I have no idea. I'm just kind of playing it by ear. Yeah. Poor Ken. It was because you 
tried too hard at, at athletics. Yeah, overextended myself. Literally. <laughs> Figuratively. Emotionally. No, just literally. <laughs> Kelly, how are you? Welcome to the pod. Yeah. How does it good. feel being the first guest on our pod? Um, I feel so honored. I've been able to spend the weekend with our favorite spooky, scary, and skeptical podsters so you know <laughs> very blessed yay. happy to be here yay we're so glad you're here so exciting can we say how we know kelly how you know kelly absolutely yeah the, the history since kindergarten <laughs> yeah we've been friends since kindergarten so we've known each other forever besties oh christ yes and you guys you've known her for several years now and everybody all through you you're that main yes. i don't want to say that I'm a connecting factor, <laughs> but I'm kind of the go-to. She's humble, too. I know. Ken, <laughs> you, you know what a really good story would be to share on the pod? You're, the first time you met Kelly. First time I met Kelly, you bashed your head into the ceiling. <laughs> that's so. correct. We had to call the ambulance, <laughs> but you should tell the story. Well, that's pretty much the story. <laughs> okay, and You bashed your you. head into the ceiling. This but the nice cement, thing. The cement block. All because you were pissed. That it was daylight savings. It was daylight savings. <laughs> yes. Because you wanted to go to sleep, mm-hmm. and there were some rowdy kids. Damn kids! Those damn kids, the same age as you, <laughs> who were still rowdy out in the hallway, mm-hmm. and you were you were all mad. You're like, oh no, it's pa- it's quiet hours. They're supposed to be quiet. I and was then, a really cool kid, guys. <laughs> but then they're like, no, it's daylight saving time, so it's still only one o'clock. And you got all pissed off, and you swung up and just head into. The ceiling had, it was like ridges with mm-hmm. large concrete ridges. concrete ridges. So your head swung up right in between the two on ridges. On the top bunk. On the top bunk. On the top yeah. bunk. Yeah. Yes. And just smashed forehead right oh. into the edge of the cement block. Like you could hear it everything. Oh, I felt yeah. so terrible. And then she started convulsing. On the no, I didn't. <laughs> No, I laid back down. Yeah, so so we were visiting. This is your first time meeting Kelly and her now husband David. Correct, correct. And he was the and RA at the time, so yes, we had to RA call the, the RA on, on duty for mm-hmm. the building. He's like, hey, hey, I have a girl here with a concussion. So, you know, he, he worked that up. And the RA gets into our room. He's like, all right, all right, who has the confession? <laughs> and I'm sitting <laughs> sobbing, by the way. This guy's, like, really off He's like, like, oh, my gosh, she's got a big thing to tell me. Goodness. Like, yeah, he's telling me. I have sinned. Yes. <laughs> And we're like, no, 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 concussion. And he's like, oh, okay. David, you have to stop mumbling. <laughs> no, we better call somebody. Oh, yeah, gosh. we called the ambulance. I didn't actually go in the ambulance, but they did make you guys wake me up all night for like an hour every night. You, you were not were happy with us. I, I, I am not ask a you delight- questions. Oh my God, I am not a delightful person when I wake up normally. So being woken up during my sleep. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, I don't know, the medical professional told me I had to do this. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm fucking Are fine. You me? Let me see. <laughs> I know, as soon as I heard an alarm, I was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Please, please, please don't fucking talk to me, please. I just want to sleep. I'm good. <laughs> The president's Obama! Goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and that's Kelly's very first interaction, Ken and Kelly's very first interaction together. Yeah. Yes. Good old college days. Nothing nearly as traumatic when you guys, when Emily and Kelly first met. There was no concussions involved. No. Yeah, I think it was very brief here. You were like picking something up or something. So the first time that we actually hung out was in Nashville. Well, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I met before that. 
Very briefly. Not that you're not memorable. <laughs> very memorable. Well, I think maybe we like dropped by my house to grab something. Exactly. Like, it was something very brief. You're just like, oh, this is my friend Emmy. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, gotcha. have a good night. Gotcha. Bye. So then, when yeah, you guys were going to Nashville for the Chiefs Titans game, you guys had tickets. Like, all right, well, you take it to hang out and have fun. I know. It's going to be a great experience. I just throw so in the deep ends. <laughs> and really great story. We leave you two in Nashville. Two of the sweetest, kindest people, mm-hmm. and they almost get recruited to Scientology. So, oh you gosh. know, things were going great. Ken and I go to the Chiefs game, and they're over here like, maybe we should join Scientology. Seems like a nice crowd. Oh, oh they were nice. nice. I can't remember what were they pitching because I had no idea that's what it was. They just like talked to us. They gave us this card. Yeah, I honestly don't remember what they said. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, her. She was like, "Oh my god!" Readings or some bullshit. Yeah, I was like, like free. Like you were like, "Oh, free readings or something," and you were like, "This will be fun. Like it's something to do." Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did not do it. No. Like, no, but it made it sound crazy on this. Like, no, we're just like... No, okay, you didn't no, end up doing it, but you were like, oh, this would have been, you know, it's something to do if we need to. Kelly would have You almost got recruited to fucking Scientology. I was like, I can't leave you two alone ever again. Well. And this is their first time meeting, mind you. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where somebody like, makes eye, you're like, don't make eye contact. Oh, hi. Oh, they're talking to us. Okay, so we must continue the conversation. Ken is, Ken's New England attitude, your East Coast attitude, you just walk right by him, regardless of what they're saying. Well, yeah, don't give me shit. Don't <laughs> me on the street. But it's free and they're nice. If it was that good, I'd go to them. <laughs> the fact they have to go to you means it's not worth having. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting point. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, and then the other great story from Nashville. So we're still in the game, we're leaving, and the fireworks. I was just gonna say, yeah, you guys gonna talk fireworks. about this? <laughs> no, you don't want the story told? No, you oh, can tell oh, it. Tell just, story. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I wasn't there, obviously. Yeah, so, Emmy and I were exploring and like walking around and stuff, and I'm like, oh, like, the game's almost over, we should start heading back to meet them. And I was like, keeping track of my phone, it was not going well. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like. Then we went and won the Super Bowl, so. Um, throw that in there real quick. <laughs> um, but so all of a sudden, you hear like this huge noise from the crowd, and these red fireworks come up. And so he's like, oh my god, the Chiefs! It's like, oh no. <laughs> Change your colors. <laughs> fireworks. Because yeah, the Titans are red, white, and blue. I don't, think, I don't think blue fireworks in the middle of the day really work all that Green. well. Green? Those are the colors. They're red, white, and blue. No. Oh, that's what they're going Yeah, they have yeah. stars on like, Yeah, they're like blue is their primary the color, and then they have like a secondary or tertiary color of red, where it's just more of an accent. So yeah. you're telling me I just need to be more observant and no. watch the... They don't observant. observant. <laughs> what was that? But Kelly's turned me. Why are you smacking the table? <laughs> Did I? Did you notice who's smacking the table when he said it? Just now. I okay, yeah, that's what I was like, oh, how funny would it be like, she did, he did? I've learned my lesson. <laughs> the time was 12.53, and Ken smacked the table. Well, it's 3.08, so. Yeah, I so. figured it. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to watch, I'm like, whoa. Should I she is that? No, it's awful. fine. <laughs> I slept through 12.58. Yes, so. you did. Yes, you were, zo- you're a floor sleeper, too. I have found you on the floor many a time, napping. Well, but if I lay on the floor, the dogs sleep with me. Usually. Not always. Usually. Yeah, they didn't today, but, <laughs> you know. You're it's a little toasty. Sleeper. They needed some she space. She just throws some pillows on the ground, and she is out cold. And I'm like, man, oh, man. I really hope it doesn't hurt your back. Like, I don't know. No, I'm good. Keeps you nice and straight. <laughs> good. Hey, what about you? You haven't said yours. How's yeah. your week going? Oh, my week. Oh, pretty good. Um, I've been very excited, and I'm going to segue into this because we have a new patron. Yeah. 
Yay, so we are welcoming Susan! Welcome to Susan! As a pa- patron! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, welcome to the Patreon. We're so glad you're here. And like I said, she already knew about all of our cool announcements. And now you guys should go and keep an eye out. And join the club. New, yes, join the club. And I believe our new tiers are going to happen in August. The beginning of August. So. Yes, so that is, that's the big announcement for the week, I think. So, nice. you know. I hope everyone's having a good week. This is your episode. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the shower story. (gasps) Oh. Yes. Wait, do I want to know? No, you don't. That's (laughs) the best part of it. (laughs) He's like, firstly, in the nude. (laughs) Did you actually fall in the shower and that's how you hurt your shoulder? No, no. Okay, that's good. This has no physical harm to myself. Okay, Okay. good. He was like, I got it hurt in quote-unquote kickball. Showering. Yeah. <laughs> so, step into the shower, and there's a... What? I already hate this. I already know. Yeah. You already know what? Is there going to be a bug in the shower? That's what I was talking about earlier. I was like, I'm going to say this. Oh, no. A spider. It would be what Libby would call a large spider. A tarantula? <laughs> yes. Which, for the rest of us, is like about maybe quarter-sized, a little <gasps> bit smaller. That's pretty big. That's no... Did you feel someone brushing the hair from your face last night? It wasn't Ken. It was this. <laughs> oh <thing>. my gosh! <laughs> okay. It was in the corner. And I was like, all right, you do you. You stay there. Yeah. The fuck? I don't have any problems. Yeah. No, Ken, he's an intruder at our house. So I, I have get, a shower you know, spider. Get everything all wet. Check it. <laughs> see how things are doing down there in the corner. <laughs> no longer there. Oh, he's in the next corner. So we have a nice, like, square. We have a nice square shower. So he moved one length of the square. Ooh. I was like, "All right, you stick to the sh- you stick to the corner, what buddy." The fuck, Ken. So I shampoo, get that all, check in on him again. Not there. Stop in the third. He's in the third corner now. So I'm like, "All right, you're testing your limits here, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> Only one corner left. Body wash, get ready. Why to- would you take your eyes off him? I would I be so aware. I was almost done with the shower, and then check on the corner again. Not there. Stop. See up your leg. Check the fourth corner, figuring. All right, he's just doing a circle. You know, he's curious. Oh gosh. He wasn't there either. Oh no. <laughs> then I felt him crawling up my leg. Oh my god! Are you fucking kidding? I'm dead serious. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Dead, no. no. I'm I dead died. serious. I would have died. <laughs> What a bold little fucker. Yes. So for the next three, he was resilient too. So for like the next three to five minutes. I shower in that shower. For the next three to five minutes, I'm trying to water bend him (laughs) down the drain. But the fucker wouldn't go down. He was resilient. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. Ken, I told you you you'd hate it. I told you you'd hate it. Well, you would have. Just to be clear, I, we share a shower. You would have just left him in there for me to find? Eggs in one corner? Yeah. Eggs in two corners? Is he still in there? Or did you successfully... No, no, I successfully got him okay. down the drain. Okay. All right. I'm... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, it I doesn't happen die. often, but I'm fucking speechless. And I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a bold guy. He was a bold guy. Wow. Good thing you know how to water bend. Yeah. yeah good thing. <laughs> See why I saved the story you for later. You found a the other night, didn't you? On your on your wall in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. I am dragging Irish Shope through this house. There will be no more bugs. I'm fucking done. I don't give a shit that it's summer. They're not welcome here. Also, 
great segue into a fun thought. Okay, I was just talking about this the other day. I would get, well, I was thinking, oh, I could pepper spray them. Okay, so here's my thought process. That doesn't sound very fun. I would. Not, not, not for me, but for them it would be funny. Oh, is this the thing for me yesterday with the water gun? Yes! Uh, I yeah. saw this TikTok mm -hmm. of this girl who's like, talking about her grandma had filled up squirt guns with pepper spray. That's fucking hysterical. That's an amazing She didn't want real guns in the house. She was too scared of real guns in the house. She filled up water guns with pepper spray. Smart. Could you fucking imagine being an intruder and being like pepper sprayed with a fucking Nerf squirt gun? <laughs> hysterical. That is a great way and a good story. What? This is a stupid question. Pepper spray is pepper and water? What is pepper spray? I'm thinking it wouldn't come out very well with a Nerf gun. Isn't it like supposed to be compressed? Because it's... Right, it's it like an aerosol. Yeah. But maybe you can make your own pepper spray. Oh, so maybe. Granny That's not is down in but the basement. You have to hit them in the eyes then. The spray is, right, like it mists. If you just mix it in water, you have to I've be... I've got pretty good aim with a squirt gun. You'd be no. surprised. <laughs> Great, and the guy with the real gun is like, all right, you aim for my eyes, I'm just going to blow you to bits. Okay, which, okay, then led me on to another, whole other spiel of what are really creative ways to attack an intruder without using a gun. I'm like, could you imagine, like, whipped cream in the face? Yeah, he might still shoot you, but it's fucking hysterical. And it's like, God, you look like an idiot. You can shoot me, be Glad that's what we're face. going for. Ah, look know? at your whipped cream. Oh, God. <laughs> whipped cream. <laughs> You're so stupid. You know, it might tumble him. He might be like, fuck, you outdid me this time. He's surprised. I'll be back. You're surprised it worked. <laughs> Everyone's surprised. Paint, uh, or like, you know, Home Alone. Oh, style. you said the Home Alone Paint thing. Paint That's always more the reasonable, face. like... Not just. I don't, I don't think these home intruders have as much self confidence for you to damage as you think they do. They're already <laughs> running pretty low. Yeah, maybe. But I'd still laugh. I mean, they're gonna kill me anyway. All right. How did she go or, out? Go You invested in something other than whipped cream as a home You're defense right. system. Nunchucks. Maybe you wouldn't have to die. Nunchucks. They're more effective than fucking whipped cream. <laughs> I would have a whipped cream and nunchucks. Whipped Ooh. nunchucks? No, like whipped cream, it. right? And then they're trying to wipe their eyes. Nunchucks. <laughs> if you know how to use nunchucks, they'd be lethal. Do you know how to use I nunchucks? I do, actually. Remember, I'm Ooh. a black belt. So. Yes, Ken's a black belt. That's right. Did do you know remember? That? I do. I remember that. I wanted to take a self-defense class. Ken, do you want to train us in self-defense? No, I do not want that responsibility. <laughs> what? <laughs> Great. Does it have anything to do with the fact it's us, or just in general you wouldn't want to teach a self-defense class? In general. Hmm. Oh, good. Okay, good. It's not just us. But still. There's a butt there! <laughs> I'm not saying, like, the fact that it's you guys doesn't, like, move the needle really all that much. <laughs> well, Ken, this is your role. This is your, your story. What? actually have a store. I have my next Appalachian story ready to go. You'll be getting it next week. The Appalachian Trail Part 2. If we have time, I actually do have one more topic to discuss. In the oh my god, talk now. So, the Canada fires last week made um, things a little hazy like in New York. And I saw I actually don't know if it was an article or it was TikTok. But Jesus. it was one of those two. <laughs> Cheese and rice. But it was, I think it was an article. But it was someone thought they saw Mothman <gasps> in New York in the skies during the haze. Mothman is on my fucking list, dude, for the Appalachians. He's everywhere. This is so such... high. Kelly, tune into next week's episode. I will sure. have to. My goodness. I'm pretty sure next week is the one with Mothman in it. 
I'm almost positive. Oh. Like, I kid you not. I, we, could Synchronicities. we could save it for next week. No, it's oh. fine. This is a teaser. But someone thought that they saw him in the sky flying around. That no, sounds man. like him. In New York. That Ooh. sounds like him because Ooh. he does this. People. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It's interesting. That remember this for next week, listeners and Emily, because okay. this is interesting. This ties in with the theories about Mothman. What I'm pretty sure it watches not even next week, so like I could... I could verify, but I'm yeah. not going to. To go back, so this is the haze that they told everyone with any amount of sense to stay indoors because it's not healthy to be outside. Yeah, and but then like, the maybe people the who went outside. Uh, maybe, maybe out the window. <laughs> Someone saw a smudge on their window. <laughs> it's like, whoa, wait a second. Hey, I want you to think about this. You're you're a mythical, mystic, a magical. Cryptid. That's the word I'm looking for. A cryptid creature. And you're like, man, I've been wanting to hit the big apple. No better time to do it than when there's a haze. <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> hey, we're gonna cover it all next. Can you week. argue with that logic? <laughs> you cannot. So these cryptids don't need oxygen to breathe and, and survive either. Hey, he's been around and a while. They've been a lot, about, around a lot longer than you. You don't know what they're Millions of years. Mothman was with the dinosaurs? <laughs> hey, the dinosaurs are, are extinct. Mothman, not so much. The Appalachians is a, is a strange place. Go back and listen to episode one if you haven't done it yet. I'm going to cover more in episode two. Through seven. I'm pretty sure there's going to be seven episodes. Seven parts to Appalachian. Woo! Wow. Now I'll give it back to you, Ken. Okay. <laughs> Lead us through the haze. All right. To your story. What's it called? Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> He's wow. so sassy. <laughs> Turns out Ken's like a real Mothman believer. He's like, he has like, we go into his closet and he's just got like posters. No, no, I am Mothman. Oh, you've got... I've got the red strings connecting your picture to Mothman. <laughs> He's like, I flew up to New York, had a bagel, caught a show, bought a bing, bought a bagel. <laughs> hey, a New York bagel is worth going over for. I don't blame Mothman. Or a New York pizza. Had a nice hear? hazy IPA, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good one. It was okay. Not funny. All right. <laughs> so our actual story are the ice cream wars. <gasps> Ice cream, Ooh, sounds ice cream, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Ice cream! I too would go to war for ice cream. Yeah. All right. Well. The battle of chocolate versus vanilla. <laughs> Wait, can I already tell you what this reminds me of? Sure. <laughs> white chicks, the very beginning of white chicks, where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, they're trying to catch like drug dealers <laughs> with the ice cream. Vanilla, Neapolitan, for example. Yes. <laughs> It's like a Russian like guy selling ice cream. He's literally selling ice cream, but they're like FBI agents, and they failed. Like there was another truck coming, yeah, with the drugs. But they like they're like we got full on vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Good connection. Thank you. What? My story is just the white chicks movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking kidding. Hey, I'm ready. Let's oh go. my god, I, I got like, her too. You. I got it. Again, they are rusty, 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 rusty princess. Name that movie. Oh, you my can gosh. do that. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, 
I told you I'm so off lately. Rosti tosti princess. Rosti tosti princess. You tell me this one all the time and I always forget. Mulan too? No. I don't know. Lion King too. Oh, right. Oh, um, yes. Oh my gosh. How did I? I'm so, I'm so off this week. So that being said, Ken, is this a real story? It is very real. Are you lying? Did you, hold on. Let me just get through all the questions. You can't lie to me. <laughs> did you write this yourself? Well, I researched it and what I'm going to talk about truly happened in real life in this as far as I'm aware alright I am very anti-prank I'm gonna flip this (laughs) (laughs) Gilly gets one a year yes one pot a year where you lie to us okay I'll keep that in mind oh my god (laughs) one every five is it calendar year or um, from the day we started from the day we started May 1st May 5th that doesn't answer my question calendar year or rolling year What's a rolling year? So rolling year is if I lie on May first, yeah, I can't lie until the following That's year's a, May. It's 1st. a rolling year. Calendar year, oh. I could lie December and oh. January. Oh, 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 yeah, it's okay. a rolling year. Rolling. Mm. Yep. All right. Deeply inconvenient for you, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be convenient. I'm anti-prank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lead us through this All mist, right. through the condensation, through the freezer burn, if you will. Oh, I'm going to do so many ice cream puns. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was a on that. Chocolate versus vanilla. That's also a little coney. <laughs> you guys keep sprinkling in your two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Tell us the story. You guys have four hours free, right? Because we've made it three words in so far. <laughs> All right. Give us the scoop. Our story starts in 1980 Scotland, where collapsing industries led to mass unemployment unrest, and poverty. If that wasn't enough, housing was also a significant issue, leading to the development of estates on the edge of cities such as Glasgow. Glasgow? Wait, why do I know that? It's Glasgow. a prominent city in Scotland. Okay. It's, the, and we can, it's also where it's the not ice cream wars happened. Maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, dish it out to us. Okay. The combination of low-income families and a lack of supermarkets around the estates created a niche business opportunity that ice cream vendors would step into. I've heard this story before. Something about this is seeming so familiar. Keep going. I think uh, I've listened to something about this. You know, we ate ice cream last night. Are you, you thinking of that? that? That's exactly Okay. Mm, good point. Sorry. Ice cream trucks became a distribution line for household necessities such as paper towels, bread, milk, and of course, ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> I know the story. Well, then what happens? Well, I don't want to spoil it for the yeah, class. What's going on? I yeah, I won't. But I, I'm pretty sure I know the story. It's just all as soon as you said Glasgow, I was like something about this. Right. I think it was presented to me as like the Glasgow ask ice cream wars or Glasgow ice cream situation or something, and that's why I was like didn't understand the ice cream wars. All right, keep going. It didn't take very long for the trade to develop into more profitable, albeit slightly less legal, ventures, such as drugs, weapons, and stolen goods. Obviously. Obviously. Cocaine. (laughs) Hey, it's also white. And that's true. It's kind of snowy. So while most Americans hear that special jingle and get taken back to warm summer days, oh, no. those in Glasgow would hear it and know where they could get their next hit. <gasps> oh, jeez. Um, Imagine how convenient that would be. Like going so on a, like, dope. I, 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 I
how you just go out and you're like, you know what? I've been having a really hard time sleeping. You have any CBD in there? Oh, oh the number three. Drugs from here. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Don't do that. It's bad. Don't do that. Don't take. Stay in school. Get yeah, prescriptions school. like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> As vendors used their ice cream sales as fronts for gang activity. Turf wars erupted between vendors for the territory of their runs. These conflicts included various intimidation tactics ranging from directly raiding each other's vans and stealing their product, or even as extreme as firing shotguns into ice cream truck windshields. Oh my gosh. Wow. You ain't playing around. Hey, they take their ice cream pretty seriously. They're cold-hearted. And, oh, wow. And again, you said this was Scotland 1980. 1980. Okay. 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 Scotland, yeah. Glasgow. Glasgow. Thank you. Anytime. As it was difficult and obviously dangerous in those with these events going on to expand the territory of one's profitable enterprise even clean drivers found them in the crosshairs of the ice cream wars this was typically a shakedown to pressure vendors with an established route to join the drug trade or direct attempts to overtake their route completely Mm. so very possessive and it was common in the day too so was there like gangs like ice cream gangs there were gangs yes and they in order to expand their territory to sell drugs they could either overtake the route or shake down the driver to join the gang and sell drugs on their behalf. Wow. Because some people were actually going around selling ice cream, so they were trying to get those people yes. to join them. Okay. Right. It's a waste. What you doing only selling selling ice cream? <laughs> Sell our drugs, too. Nobody wants that. <laughs> and it's getting mint chocolate chippy out here. I'm picturing a sharks and jets situation, but the mint chocolate chips and the fudge ripple. <laughs> <laughs> One Marchetti firm driver particularly impacted was 18-year-old Andrew Doyle, also known as Fat Boy. Wow, what a nice nickname. Honestly, when I read it, I was like, oh, so he's part of the part of the gang. That's his gang nickname. No, he's one of the clean drivers. Oh. oh yes. Right there, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm. Yep. Blue Bunny. Um, so Fat Boy. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> I'm done. Fat Boy had been shot through the windshield of his van after <gasps> refusing to be intimidated into peddling drugs. Oh. After continuing... There's never any good th- signs when you're a hero. Never. Don't be a hero. What? Don't tell people that. Just okay, sell the fine. drugs. Make your money. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just know you were intimidated by it. Find a lawyer. After continued resistance to either joining the trade or turning over his ice cream route, one final intimidation attempt came to light on April 16th, 1984. Andrew's flat was set ablaze with a petrol accelerant, ultimately resulting in the death of six Doyle family members. Oh my god. God. Wait, was was Andrew in there? Andrew was in there. I thought he was shot through the head. No, he was shot. Oh, he's still alive. That was enough to, yeah. Oh, and, oh my God! Yikes! Were there children? Oh no. So the six family members were. The fact that there was even silence after your question is like never a good sign. Oh, no. no. So of the six family members, we have Andrew, who was eighteen, his fifty-three-year-old father James, Aww. his fourteen-year-old brother Tony, his twenty-three-year-old brother James. His 25-year-old sister, Christina, who was found trying to shield her son, her 18-month... 
old son, who later died in the hospital. Fuck these guys, bro. All over drugs. Literal disgusting human beings. How dare they? All over ice cream trucks. That's so fucking stupid. Oh, I want to fight them. I'd lose, but I want to fight them. (laughs) (laughs) At this point in time, the murderous arson was the greatest mass killing in Scottish history. Mm. Which is brutal, but at the same time, six? It's kind of sad. It was like, oh, six is the worst. Yeah, well, they're not American. Yeah, right? (laughs) Kind of sad. Yeah. Obviously, the public was outraged, and the following months saw the Strathclyde police also earned the moniker the Serious Chime Squad. What? Yes. I don't like that. Wait, the chime because of this ice cream? Yes, they were getting ragged on for how complacent they were and let things get so out of hand um, that they okay. earned the moniker you know Serious what, Chime Squad. They're not wrong. She says fanning herself. I'm looking yeah. on judgmentally. I am looking on judgmentally. They kill a whole family. They should have stopped this sooner. So the Strathclyde police would go on to arrest several people resulting in charges for six, two of which were for the murders themselves, the remaining four for various ice cream vendettas that led or contributed to the conflict. Our first suspect charged with murder <laughs> was Thomas T.C. Campbell. He sounds like a killer. <laughs> charged with or or alleged? Like he was... He was charged. And yes. was he convicted? Well, do you want to listen to the story or not? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas T.C. Campbell was brought up in Glasgow during the 1950s and was the youngest of 10 children. Wow. In the 60s, his family moved to Carntine, a suburban district in the east end of the city, where he would become involved with the gang warfare that characterized Glasgow during the time. Throughout his teens, he was involved with and the victim of many stabbings <gasps> and even an altercation resulting in his beating via hammer. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay, I have questions. Why the fuck are you getting stabbed that you're just popping back up to go get stabbed again? Yeah, that was the time. Yeah. I, I, there's it's a story where he is. kind of just like looked down, saw his guts... Slid him back into place and was ready fu- to go. You're joking. No, I'm pretty sure I'll dig up the quote, but there's definitely a quote about Oh my him. gosh. Yeah. You. Yeah. You my tummy. <laughs> but no, I'm like, I mean, like physically, where are you getting stabbed that you're not dying? I don't know. Consistently. Like one of these days they're going to hit a major. His guts are spilling out. It's got to be like abdominal area, right? Well, he does wise up and get himself out of trouble. Well, for Until now. Until they murder his family? Well, 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 no. Got sent to prison for 10 years. Oh. At the age of 18, he was sentenced to 10 years for his role in a pitched battle. Oh, before he was convicted Correct. again. Okay, I understand. I understand. Yes. Yes. So, uh, What's pitched, a pitch battle? Yes, I'm oh, glad you asked. It's effectively like West Side Story where they do their <laughs> dance fighting and like they get oh. into a battleground yeah, and sure. they kind of had a organized gang war. <laughs> it's like that. Minus the fighting, probably more stabbing. Or minus the dancing. Yeah, I got you. They actually More do stabbing. fight in the yes. story, too. So yeah. <laughs> no, they do. Yeah. After yeah. their dance remember, numbers. Remember. <laughs> yeah, after the dance. But do you remember they go in the... No, yeah, I think it's in the... In the movie, they go in the building. In, like, the weird, like, warehouse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they... And then one of them gets killed. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen West Side Story, that's been out since, like, the 1950s. It's just Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Saved you some time. Literally. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> So um, he was at, he was in a pitch war and he got arrested for that and convicted and he was yes. in prison for ten years. He was sentenced to ten years. What did he do? 
Yeah, he was, he was had a role war? in it. So how many guys were there? I don't know. I don't know. Did they all get to ten years? Seems not that I'm like you know I'm very pro like you know convict the bad guy, but ten years seems like a lot for a pitch war, unless he's killing so- like I don't know like if they're just sit- I don't know maybe Scottish law is more hardcore maybe it doesn't appear that he served the whole ten years mm. um, out on parole right or I don't know if they call it. Parole or good behavior, uh, but he was released in 1979. Wow, citizen. Re- he was released in 1979 before the 10 years up from the sentencing. But no worries, he soon found himself again back in prison in 1982. And upon release in the beginning of 1983, he wanted to get into the ice cream business to go straight. What oh, a guy! No, ish. He what quote, a load of fudge. He quote wouldn't say no, unquote, to the good money that could be made by selling stolen goods. Wow. Who would? I'm kidding. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> no, it's staying in forever. Emily is a hard is, drugs. <laughs> I think you're just pro ice cream. <laughs> Obviously. Mm. With some brownie. Like brownie powder ice, ice An iced brownie with a scoop of ice cream on Ooh, top. You should share your very favorite flavor of the day that you missed the other day. You were just... Oh, well, the best flavor ever is Culver's does raspberry cheesecake, but they only do it during the warmer months. And you have to watch their flavor forecast, which you can <laughs> sign up for their email forecast. And we have two here in town, so I get one for each. So you have two opportunities with them oh. to obtain said flavor. What are we doing here? You're welcome. I know. I need to say when the next one is. But. <laughs> you have to get the out-of-town ones, too, oh, in the, the local area. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I think that's all on Campbell. Oh, wait. He was also the brother of one of the operators, Agnes Lafferty, who was feuding with Andrew. Oh, Andrew's the kid oh. for that they team, oh. Andrew Doyle. Andrew Doyle, who just feuding with him. family. Okay. okay. Yes. Wow. I just love the, oh, I want to go straight, so let me do this, like, illegal activity <laughs> that probably won't hurt anybody. <laughs> it's a rocky road for him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well done. Thanks. I've been just sitting here. I'm like, what? I got. I got to get in the next one. That's why she doesn't remember the characters of the story. She's too busy thinking of. Yeah. We should add in a counter for every. uh, I was just gonna say that every bad ice cream pun. Yeah. One. Hey, listeners, were you over or under the (laughs) total of bad puns that were? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Drop it in the comments if you're right. Dish it out. Good for you. you. (laughs) That's really bad. Hey, I serve it soft and I serve it hard. No! Oh my god. Oh, these are really good. <laughs> You're way too easily impressed, Emily. Yeah, that's what they tell me. <laughs> oh, okay, keep going. All right. Um, Take us through this blizzard. No! <laughs> Not that good. Uh, I, I think they're very clever. Come on, we're gonna be here till Sunday if we don't get going. <laughs> Stop. Wow. Okay, Ken, go ahead. I can't even. That's <laughs> just coming out of it. All right, all right. We gotta split this up. Let's go. All right. Ken, Ken so like flipped the pod table. He just left. <laughs> okay. All right, take us into the deep freeze. <laughs> Not that good. It's not good. <laughs> I could never come up with these. I said Coney, and I was like, man, there's my one. <laughs> All right, dip us back in. 
Poor Ken. He's like, I'm just trying to tell a story. And then you guys wonder why I prank you. All right, you get what you did. Oh, stop punning if it means we only get one prank a year. Just wait till I tell you this is all complete bullshit. No, I've actually heard the story before, so I know it's not. <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, I don't remember the outcome. Like, I remember some of the story. Like, I remember the last no ice cream thing, but... Like, the general right. gist of it. Gist of it, yes. Okay. Our second suspect who was charged with a role in the murders is Joe Steele. Mm-hmm. There's not nearly as much information on his background, but according to the police, Steele and TC were known to be violent offenders, with TC having a history of being an enforcer with Steele as his sidekick. Ooh. Throughout the trial that these two men have the luxury of going through. There are three main pieces of evidence. First, the sprinkles at the crime scene. <laughs> that sprinkle that were sprinkled at the crime scene. I'm done, Ken. Ken hates me. <laughs> I thought it was good. I liked it. You have any killing to get out of the way? <laughs> Well, I did sprinkles earlier, so I uh, just kind of hijacked mine. I know, Jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all deserve to be whipped. <laughs> I know. She just take it. Didn't, did you get it? No. From the show? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Oh, whipped cream! Oh, you guys! Come on! But Deep Freeze gets a three-minute Okay, that was her. That was her. That was her. That was the cherry on top. Come on, it was good. That was good! You have to admit! <laughs> oh, Alright, shake it up. Let's keep going. Evidence. <laughs> there are three main pieces of evidence used throughout the trial. That were sprinkled at this... Come on, just use it. Just use it in your story at this point. I'm not using this. <laughs> the damn sprinkle. <laughs> it doesn't even fit. Okay. Piece of evidence number one. We have witness testimony from William Love stating he overheard Campbell, Steele, and others discussing how they would teach Fat Boy a lesson by setting fire to his house. Oh. That's a pretty big piece of evidence. Pretty large. Pretty damn. They heard it? They so heard it's a hearsay, right? No, because no. he heard it. Oh. So he can say, I heard it. It's not, I heard from someone else. Someone, someone gotcha. Else. Yeah. True. Okay. All right, Ken, so what's the scoop with the rest of the evidence? Serving number two of the list of evidence. Hey! I like it. Good job. The police stated Campbell made a statement that was recorded by four officers that, quote, I only wanted the van window <gasps> shot up. The fire at Fat Boys was only meant to be a frightener, which went too far, unquote. Okay, that feels kind of like... Incriminating? Incriminating. Sure does. And numero trace. Police stated they found a photocopied street map of Glasgow with Doyle's house marked with an X in Campbell's flat. Are you serious? That's horrific. Yeah. Yep. Straight to jail. So in addition to these three main pieces of evidence, the trial's narrative revolved around Campbell's history with violence and resulting prison sentences, as well as his interest in protecting his patch against the rival Marchetti firm that Doyle drove for. Steele was characterized as Campbell's henchman, who was recruited to help with Campbell's dirty work in the campaign of violence against Marchetti drivers and vans. So, this point in time, you're on the jury. What are you saying? They're guilty, for sure. Guilty, guilty. 100%. Guilty. You'd fit right in. The final verdicts for both 
Steele and TC were unanimous convictions, which in Scotland... You know what? Guilty verdicts? A dish best served cold. Ba-dum-bum. That was a good one. That was probably one of my best. Can we have the listeners vote on what my best pun has been? I, I don't want to spoon feed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who says she has the best puns anyway? <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, (laughs) the final verdicts were unanimous convictions, which is significant in Scotland. They don't have the similar uh, unanimity requirement that America has. They have a majority verdict system where you just need a majority of 15 jurors for a conviction. 15, huh? 15, yes. And I believe you can have some drop out and there's a minimum of 12. Huh. Just, just what my research. Wow, digs that is up. interesting. Yep, but good, they're guilty because they, that was awful. Yes. How dare they? Yeah. And the convictions came along with a sentence of life imprisonment for both. Probably for the best. Yeah. But what if I told you that TC was at home with his wife at the time of the fire? According to who? His wife? A fact that was never really disputed during the trial. It was instead suggested that he was the brains behind the attack. Okay, so still guilty. Okay. Ooh. Maybe a different but maybe charge, a different right? Sentence, Is it like, not like... manslaughter, but like... Yes, I don't know the legal... The, yeah, the legal term for it. Our lawyers well, are shouting at us. They're like, we took school for this! Well, not in Scotland they didn't. Well, unless we have some Scottish listeners, which... Yeah, Scottish li- Okay, Scottish lawyers are allowed to correct us yes. on what that would be considered. All other lawyers, not welcome. Know your role. <laughs> know your role. <laughs> okay, or how about that Steele also provided an alibi for the time of the fire? Wait. Yeah, but, okay. okay. We were set up to bully all this, and now just like, oh, by the way, throw this in here. Okay, hold on. Hold on. He said he's at home with his wife. According to fucking who? What do you mean it's a fact? That's just, who can, his wife's not going to... S- lie or his wife might lie and be like oh yeah he was home with me wink wink okay. just giving you the full the full uh that was the first guy and then the, the second guy provided an alibi i don't have the specifics of okay. what it was. yeah okay hey kelly if i say i'm going to your house tomorrow you gotta just tell people about your house <laughs> wank wank and she's like okay all right how about in addition to all that campbell okay. accused love of being willing to point the finger at whoever he needed to in order to avoid going to prison, as he was granted bail in exchange for his testimony, which was evidence piece number one, Ooh. if you remember. Hmm. Okay. Well, that should have been thrown out. Okay. I, th- I think that that should have been done. Because that's the whole thing. Like, you could just have... Like, that's the thing with jailhouse snitches, right? Isn't that, mm-hmm. like, an issue that they face? Like, it's like, okay, well, they could just be lying to get time off their sentence or whatever. Maybe. Snitches end up in ditches. <laughs> Maybe get stitches. That's a, those bitches. <laughs> those little bitches. <laughs> no ice cream for you. Huh. Okay. So how does this all play? Or is that it's like all right? This. Oh, you think happens, that's but, it? Oh no, that's the what I'm asking. So now the accusations don't stop there. Ooh. As Campbell also denied making the statement to the police as claimed. So that's evidence Ooh. piece number two. He instead Ooh. asserted that the map. Oh, oh, so, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. So he denied making the statement to the police as claimed, okay. which was evidence piece number two. Okay, but wasn't it recorded by, like, four police officers? So written they're down. Like, it was written down in, in journals. Oh, so they're saying the police officers might be corrupt. That's 
That's what I was starting That's the implicit, uh, the implicit accusation there. He also asserted that the map, which is evidence number three, mm-hmm. that was found in his flat, was planted by the police. And he also claimed that upon being arrested and taken to the Baird Street Police Station, a senior officer told him, quote, this is where we do the fitting up. I am going to nail you to the wall, unquote. Okay. Because oh, it would be in favor of the police if they're like, they want all this to stop. To they're the serious crime squad. The- <laughs> <laughs> they're just two guys. Ooh, geez. Okay. What, a, two little what guys. an interesting twist like, here. There's so many other people involved in this crime scheme, right? In the ice cream wars. Ice cream wars. So why, who gives a shit about these one, two guys? Like, why would they want these two specifically off the street? It's a good question. Or are they just trying to, like, make a show and be like, oh, see, we are handling this situation. Is there more? Oh. Nope. That's oh. the end of the episode. Thanks for coming. Nope. There's, there's a lot more. <laughs> Ooh. So, after conviction, TC and Steele focused their efforts on an appeal to overturn the decision. But ultimately, a 1989 bid failed, and it was a few more years before any progress was made. I would say that that evidence should have been thrown out. You didn't even, we didn't even get to the good part about that evidence yet. Oh, it was planted! Sprinkled in, onto the crime scene! In 1992... Well, this smells a little nutty. <laughs> in 1992, two journalists, <laughs> J- Douglas Skelton and Lisa Brownlee, collaborated on a book, Frightener, which discussed the ice cream war conflicts and resulting trial. Interesting. For one feature of the book, they interviewed William Love, who again was the evidence attorney. number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 he was the snitch. The yeah. eyewitness, yes, the snitch. In the interview, he admitted that he lied under oath and even later signed affidavits attesting to the fact. Why? Why? Just to get bail. William's explanation in his own words, quote, I did so because it suited my own selfish purposes. The explanation as to why I gave evidence is this. The police pressurized me to give evidence against Campbell, who they clearly believed was guilty of arranging to set fire to Doyle's house. End quote. Hmm. Okay. William, I'm not loving this look. (laughs) It's, It's not a great look. This obviously spurned a renewed interest in campaigns and protests by Campbell and Steele to publicize their cases. Steele was even able to orchestrate a few escapes from prison to make high-profile demonstrations, including supergluing himself to Buckingham Palace. What? Yes. What? Whoa. Hold on. He escaped No, you're prison. not going to just brush over this. He escaped from prison and decided, you know, the best way to take advantage of this freedom? I'm going to super glue myself to a single spot. <laughs> so that they can find me again and cap... What? Wait, Scotland. Oh, that's They're in sense. Scotland. Yes. But you isn't... To Buckingham Palace? Scotland under... Bu- and under it's the same Kingdom. island. It's the United Kingdom, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Someone, well, we'll do yeah, some it's research. Ireland. It's yeah. Ireland. I was thinking Pretty of. sure because the Queen would always go to Balmoral, which was in Scotland, I think. And that was her other resident. I trust you. Yeah, I don't right. follow the royals. You do. Yeah, it's the top half. But still. What the fuck? And I'm pretty sure there's a picture out there we can we can pull. And... Of him super glued to Buckingham. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I want to see that. Yeah. We'll post it on the Instagram. Wow. Wild. Wild stuff. How did he escape from prison? I don't know. Was it like a Shawshank situation or? Don't know. Some plastic spoons? 
Didn't dig into it. There's not a lot mm -hmm. on steel. He really tried to just He's like laying fight under for the... his freedom and not make too much sure. noise. Sure. Are they still alive? I don't know. Do you know. TC, I want to say, died in 2019. Okay. Someone fact check that. I'm pretty sure it was oh. 2019. What's his, what's his full name again? Um, Thomas Campbell. It, it says he died. I don't know that it said when. I don't want to like dig too deep and get spoilers. You know what okay. I mean? All right. Because I'm telling you, I already read one. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it's the name of an article. TC remained in prison, electing to participate in hunger strikes, refusing oh. to cut his hair, and filming a documentary. Wow. Eventually. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of busy, busy guy. Apparently had a lot of time on his hands. I guess. Um, you can film a documentary in prison? I don't know. Or maybe that. he had a documentary crew who was interested in the story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like, mm -hmm. like when 2020 shows up at your prison to do it story about you and how you killed your husband by putting holes in him or something in the pond. Oh, that story was so bad. <laughs> Eventually, the Secretary of State for Scotland referred the case to the appeal court, which grants TC and Steele interim freedom until the outcome of the appeal is decided. The three judges overseeing the appeal reached a split decision on the materiality of Love's testimony on the outcome of the original trial. Two of the three opined that the result of the trial would not have been impacted, resulting in the failure of the appeal. Consequently, TC and Steele returned to prison. So this was when again, you said? The appeals? That's, a couple of years know. later? Uh, the book came out in 1992. Okay. I so, don't know how quickly the appeal would have... What's going on with these ice cream wars? It took the backseat after like they got um, the, fire. the fire really yeah. brought it to a head. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. So I'm, I'm not sorry. sure. I didn't know if you. Like, I'm not sure how busy the streets were after that. Sure. I don't think I can trust anything this guy says now. Yeah. First it's this, then it's this. It was a wild ride. Yeah. Jeez. The legal battle did not end there after the failed appeal. However, there were continued requests for the case to be referred back to the court of appeal unsuccessfully. It wasn't until solicitors on the behalf of the Glasgow Two who took the case to the then newly formed Scottish Criminal Cases Review Commission. The commission fought for the Crown's release of paperwork associated with the case. And the Crown is kind of how we use like the state, or it's really just the, the embodiment of the government and legal process. Okay. Yeah. So, and the paperwork the commission was fighting for would also include government correspondence associated with the case. And they, they did eventually succeed in getting that paperwork. After review of the paperwork associated with the case, the commission decided that it should once again be referred back to the Court of Appeal, resulting in another taste of freedom for the Glasgow Two. Mm. I'm not sure when the nickname came, um, when they were officially started to be referred to as Glasgow Two, hmm. but it's a lot easier than saying yes. TC and Steel. So. <laughs> Perfect. So, I forgot my question. Never mind. Sorry. Awesome. A little brain freeze there? <laughs> 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 In reverse. <laughs> Tables have turned. <laughs> the second time around proved to be the charm, or I guess this is the second time it made it to appeal, but they've had multiple attempts throughout the years. But this time proved to be the charm, as the three judges this time agreed to overturn the convictions after hearing new evidence convincing them that the original jury was influenced by signi significant misdirection I agree. by the original judge. I think that's fair. 
Yeah. Is this a story that renews your faith in legal systems, Ken, or quite the opposite? I don't know. I'll save that for the end. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Just keeps going. Don't forget that really we're sitting on two main pieces of evidence tying their convictions. So even though evidence piece number one got thrown out, you still have the recorded statement from four police officers, but which is really why the first appeal failed. a potentially failed. corrupt police department that was being mocked at the time and obviously just wanted to make an arrest. Yeah, so the that's... Only, I think the most suspicious piece of evidence would be the X marks the spot map in the guy's house. Which was also found by the, by the police. Oh, never mind. Corrupt police department. The primary piece of new evidence introduced with the appeal comes from Brian Clifford, a cognitive psychology professor. His testimony asserted that the recollection of Campbell's statement by the four police officers was, quote, too exact, unquote, with an identical 24-word phrase featured in every account. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of that episode of Bull. Do you I don't recall. need more information? Okay, so there's an episode where he, like, asks this, like, it was something, you know, he's going to be defending something, I don't know. But he asks the guy, he's like, tell me your story. And he's like, tell me what happened. And the guy tells the story. And then he's like, tell me what happened. And he, like, has to tell the story again. And he's like, dude, like, I'm done telling He's like, tell me what happened. And he's like, I'm done telling you, like, whatever. You know, he's like, I already told you to tell me again if you want me to take out this case. And so he does. And then he walks out, he's like, he's not lying. Like, because I guess that people will rehearse certain lines, but when you're really recalling memories, it like... Changes? Yeah, or like you recall different pieces, right? So I'd be like, oh, we were sitting in the pod closet and Ken was wearing a red sweater and he was talking to us, you know? Oh, and I remember that one point, like Kelly bumped the table. And then the second time I was telling it, I'm like, oh yeah, and Emily was like scratching her leg or, you know, like whatever. So it being that identical is very, very suspicious. Right. It should be words, different. Identical 24 mm-hmm. words. Yeah, it should yeah. be different. Or and, and obviously the story's going to say the same, right? I'm still going to be like, yeah, and Ken was doing the story, but I might forget to leave out that he was wearing the red sweater or that Kelly bumped the table. But I will remember that you scratched, you know, like scratch your leg, but there's like pieces that you're not going to say identically. Or otherwise it's like scripted. Yeah, right. It's a script. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. That's my contribution Good. to that. That's suspicious. Very suspicious. I like that you're so, just saying, you're saying like out of this. Do you, wait, am I crazy? Are you looking at me? No, just oh. listen to the story. So stop interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Clifford had performed studies with 131 participants to test their immediate ability to recall oh. verbatim phrases they had just heard. Wow, I really shouldn't have said shit. On average, respondents were only able to recall 30 to 40% of the words they heard. Oh. With the highest scoring participant only able to recall 17 of the 24 words. Hmm. That's what I said. That is Basically, what you said. like a different So my, my counterpoint, though, is that these police officers were taking notes. Writing it instead of me- memorizing... Just with their memory. Right. Yeah. So, like, I'm not really following how it's perfectly applicable. Oh, so you're scenario. saying that all four of them had 24 words in each of their journals that were identical. Right. So you're saying they would have been reciting it. But what if they just What if copied? they were just, right, as he was saying it, they were taking notes and writing it down. I'm not... Mm. Or you copy the next guy's journal and be like, we all need to have, like, similar notes. Well, that's true. So that's what they're arguing is that they didn't actually... Re- reasonable doubt, baby. Right. So, based on this study, he concluded that it was improbable that TC's statement would have been recorded in such an identical manner by the four police officers in the absence of any comparison 
or collaboration between them. In light of the testimony, the appeal judges concluded that any jury hearing the new evidence would have assessed the evidence provided in a new light. The evidence in question was so critical to the verdict of the jury that there being a verdict with its absence, quote, must be regarded as miscarriages of justice, unquote. Mm. Yes. So now they're released, and the original judge who presided over the original trial, Lord Kincraig, who also caught some shade from the appeals court, spoke out against the ruling to overturn the convictions, stating that he could not accept the fact that there was a conspiracy among the police. In fact... no one wants to believe that, but how many times, time and time again, you know? mm -hmm. Sure. It's the LAPD in the 80s. (laughs) In fact, during the trial, he instructed the jury that believing the Glasgow Two's claims would be to accept that a large number of detectives deliberately perjured themselves to build a false case, carrying the implication of a conspiracy to saddle the accused wrongly with the crimes of horrendous murder. Mm. To double down on his opinion, Lord Kincraig criticized the appeal court for usurping the function of the jury, whose function is to decide questions of fact. Yes, but they weren't provided all the evidence either. By deciding that the evidence is not believable, which is the jury's province, the appeal court made a decision of fact rather than law, by deciding the jury was wrong. So he's saying whether or not it's likely that the four police officers could come and develop the same recounting is the job of the jury. Ah. So by taking that away from them is... But they weren't provided all the facts to begin with. So it's like they would never have maybe come to that conclusion, A. B, question, you may not know the answer, and we can cut it if we need to. Is there double jeopardy in Scotland? I have no idea. See, I never want to be on a jury, and I never want to be a lawyer. I could never do, like, already, because it was like, oh, yeah, it's totally them. It's like, okay, but wait, what about all this other stuff? Yeah, oh, oh, my gosh. It's not your fault as, like, the responsibility of a jury member if you're not given all the facts. Like, you can only judge. And what we were given at the beginning, I was like, yeah, he's guilty. We all said guilty. But we weren't given all the facts. So now I'm like, hmm. Which also, I'm pretty sure there's a rule in the UK, which I guess would probably include Scotland, where it's not double jeopardy, but they can be tried so it's like double jeopardy but if more evidence comes out is unrefutable or whatever irrefutable irrefutable um yes that like so like if you're found innocent of murder or something but later you come out and you're like you did pulled an oj and you're like i did it you know if i did it or whatever and then also provided all these facts and evidence and stuff or they find like actually we literally just found the weapon that we couldn't find earlier and it has your fingerprints on it and yeah um so weird because you know you scrawled i killed him on this gun you know and then it's like okay well now you can be retried for that murder even though so it's kind of double jeopardy but it's not like you have to have additional evidence it's like irrefutable hmm. i'm pretty Good sure know. in the uk <laughs> i'm pretty sure watch uk listeners are like that's not fucking true <laughs> um well if that's not true whatever but i'm pretty sure it is actually now i feel like i need to Large enough (laughs) accusation. Retrial of serious offenses. The rule of double... So what did you find, Libby? The rule against double jeopardy is only lifted once in respect of each qualifying offense. Even if there is a subsequent discovery of new evidence, the prosecution may not apply for an order quashing the acquittal and seeking retrial section 75.3. So is that agreeing with what you were saying? I have before? no fucking clue. It, it doesn't sound like it. 
<laughs> I, I, it was something. There's a girl who was killed, and her mom, like, or killed and raped and something terrible. And it was kind of like Brandon Swanson's law, like how they had to have make a law, another law afterwards where it was irrefutable that this guy did it, but he had gotten off. And so they made another law to back it up, but I'm trying to find hmm. the exact. As a starting point, you are protected from being retried for the same offense in the UK. This is known as a principle of double jeopardy. However, for certain serious offenses, you may face a retrial if new and compelling evidence against you is discovered. Okay. So I don't... There was definitely a story. Maybe we'll cover it on the pod. I don't remember her name, but I'll have to look it up. But that's where that law came from. Like, the mom was like, this is ridiculous. It literally came out that he did it, and now he can't be retried. So, Which is also... There's, like, very clever ways in the U.S. that they get around double jeopardy. Um, you know, like, they'll put, like, if we were all murdered, they'd only put, like, the guy on trial for killing Ken and, like, leave us out of it in case Ken is found, he's found innocent for Ken's murder. They'll just retry him for Kelly's murder or Emily's murder or my murder, so. Hmm. So yeah. stick to one murder at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not providing crime advice. <laughs> um, yes, I'll send you that link to Ken. So we'll have that link in the bio. Right. Yes. Well, that was a really fun tangent. Sorry about that. Yeah. But I was curious if they could be charged with double jeopardy, especially to considering they killed a whole family. If. Are we we confused now? You're absolutely right. They allegedly killed a whole family, is what I'm going to say. Like, if they killed the whole family. So, to wrap up our story, upon release, TC called for a new investigation on the Doyle family murders, going as far to accuse Tam McGraw for both the murders and the instigation of a campaign to keep TC in jail to silence him. Are you serious? Allegedly, that's what he's saying. Unfortunately, a fresh investigation was not launched as TC and McGraw were known to be engaged in a long-running feud, so there wasn't a whole lot of necessary belief or credence to the accusation that TC threw at McGraw. And in in addition to that, two of the original police officers who had worked the original case had since died. Wow. Yes. Hmm. No one has been tried for the murder since. There's been no new evidence. And there was so much other organized... There was so much other organized crime at the time, so it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Because if if Andrew Doyle was being intimidated by more than just one crew, it could have been someone else. And they were just like, whatever, we think these guys are guilty. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So so this, thrown, yeah. So this is technically like an unsolved case. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so in summary, they're like, here's the evidence that they did it, which is why we're like, yep, they did it. And then you're like, but hold on. Piece by here's piece. Here's this new evidence that wasn't said before that kind of refutes that, which then later was like, okay, but he said, she said, and then like police versus whatever. And it all turned into this like, hey, now nobody knows. No. Ugh, see, hmm. I don't do the... So, the best way not to be falsely accused for murder? Don't do it in the first place? Don't engage in gang activity. Ah. Play stupid games. That's also a good idea. Win stupid (laughs) prizes. Taylor Swift. She has that in her lyrics at one point. Oh, Um, Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Interesting. So, what do you think, Ken? Me... I find it hard to believe that he, that TC and them weren't, like, at least tangentially involved with the fire. Sure. So, I don't know. It's hard for me to lose too much sleep. It's like a guilty by association. Like, there's something there. Like, yeah, they're not, by any accounts, good people. (laughs) (laughs) They're terrible people. Like, they obviously had beef, so it wouldn't be surprising. Sure. Yeah. But, beyond a reasonable doubt, I don't think they would have, I don't think they 
they won that. Yeah. Would you know. agree? I don't know. You they, think there was that they should have been? They got a lot of attention. A lot of resources went into fighting all their appeals. It's just yeah. like, where could these resources have gone to sure. be more deserving? But if they hadn't yeah. done it, I mean, if you had... Been con- if you were in their shoes, if I was in their them, shoes, you would want all those resources put at you. I would, but I don't like. I wouldn't deserve it if I was. No, already spent no. half my life in jail. But it's the well. But came out we're like, oh, we'll just hop right back into the gang trade. So and- this brings out a really controversial topic, you know. Cut. We'll see. But it like is whether prison is rehabilitating, which typically it is not. Mm-hmm. Which is the point of prison, right? Prison mm-hmm. is supposed to let you get out. It should be a reform. Right. No, it should be punish. Punish it well. It's a debate. You know, because you punish and reform so that when they come out, they're better people. And they're not going to do it again. Sounds like they were quick to dole out the consequences. Um, um, dole. Last <laughs> one. Was that, you've been saving it for a while? <laughs> yeah, I was looking for a nice little place to just drop that I think that one melted past its prime time. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. All right. Uh, An excellent story. Yeah, very good job. Very well researched. Yes. Yes. So I was looking up short topics and I was like, oh, a drug war via ice cream trucks. That should be quick. And then the whole court thing came up. I was like, oh, boy, this is a long and... (laughs) Turned into a saga, right? Yeah, yeah but it was, yeah, it was. It was interesting. interesting though, because because it's right away, it's just like, oh my gosh, they're guilty, and it's like, but wait, yeah, it's it really, it's a very compelling story, you know, and it'd be interesting if the listener, what the listeners have to say about it, but it's compelling because there's so many, like obviously all of us are sitting on different sides, like I don't know, like we don't, you know. So if it happened in the '80s, I wonder if our family members who are alive and young then like our age heard about it like if it was uk like was it global you mean right like i don't know if it was a major news story then or if it's just over time because of the in and outs of like Mm. how it went to court out of court you know like sure i I don't know i definitely heard this story before though but i didn't know when you first said ice cream wars that this is what it was but when you said glass i was like i know know that for a reason something about that's clicking what's up niche or niche. It's oh. either pronunciation. I like that you're like, you had to look into it. <laughs> well, because it was like another, like, I've only ever heard it called niche. Maybe it's a dialect difference, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. New Englanders, like, wow, let them know like, if it's niche or niche. Yeah. I have never heard niche. niche before. I've, I've always, always niche. said niche. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is hysterical. Topic. We said that like an hour ago. I know. And, and you're like, I'm going to get this off my chest. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just dialect differences. We're cool with Forget that. if they're yeah. guilty or not. This word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting. Yes. So, well, oh, interesting. Great job, Ken. Yes. Thanks. Well, Kelly, then. how was your first experience um, on the listening to a full story on the pod? Because we did have a Patreon with you, but it was a surprise episode. That was loose and goosey. And it yeah. wasn't really a story that we told you. So, what do you think? No, it's so cool to be a part of it. Like, on this side of it now, and listening, it's like, oh, and having just conversations between and thinking about the story it was a lot of fun thank you guys for having me yeah glad you came yeah thank you it's very interesting story like all of these things very few of them have been like oh i've heard of this so it's cool to get a, a new experience or hear a new tale yes yes great so guilty or innocent oh <laughs> like, i just said i didn't want to be a jury member sometimes i can't do this stuff i don't now it's all thrown around like i don't know if people over there don't know how am i supposed to know sure yeah, yeah. i don't know i'm still very confused mm-hmm. so yeah i'm saying reasonable doubt there's just enough 
just enough reasonable doubt. What do you think, Em? I think that there's been too much back and forth to make a clear decision. Mm. Especially the guy that's like, I'll say whatever to Convenience. make me look good. What? Convenient answer. Well, you're like too much back and forth. I'd hate to choose one way or another. I'm not going to incriminate someone if I don't believe it with my whole heart. Which is why I'm saying reasonable doubt. I'm not saying that they didn't do it. I'm saying beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't know. Like, so based on what Ken has presented to me. Sure. I don't know if I could convict them. They might have done it, though. Like, I'm not denying that they were shitty people, you know. Not Either way, but I'm saying that ethical. we don't necessarily have Yeah, that. or at least agreeing with Ken, like, there's something going on there. Sure, they, sure. So, some and maybe they did it. Something happened. Absolutely. But. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what we all learned is that I am a great juror to have. You're pretty good at puns. Oh, man, I was just like, oh, she's so punny. Yeah. Is she, though? <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing left. I'm, I'm all punned out. The McFlurry machine's broken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's freeze this podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you have a great week. And remember to be a little spooky. A little scary. A little skeptical. And have fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See you later. Peace. everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Our sources are linked in this episode's description. You can find us on Instagram at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast. Email us at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast at gmail.com. TikTok at Spooky Scary Skeptical Pod. And you can follow us on Patreon at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. It means so much to us. Love a spooky girl, a scary girl, and a skeptical guy.